I'll admit it, I'll admit it. Watch your motherfucking tongue, boy. Get hurt, boy. All oh, here going on, motherfucker that don't understand the concept of putting money first, boy. I'm about to hit you with the work, boy. I'm about to hit you with the work, boy. I hate coming through stunning on niggas that I know. Ah, that's the worst, boy. I'll admit it, I'll admit it. You haven't been the man for like a minute. I told you that I'm in it for the long haul. You can really get the business. I'll admit it, I'll admit it. Welcome back. No Clue Podcast, episode 60. We have returned. We have returned. What a game. We're back. Yeah. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. Lot to react to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Well, <laughs> we got to talk about KD. All right. For those who do not know. Warriors took the win last night. Um, At KD great did, cost. Yeah, KD did attempt to return, and he ended up tearing his Achilles in the was second quarter. Yep, about he played about eleven minutes, I think, maybe ten. Got buckets, and then tore his Achilles. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where do you want to start with that? Um, I'll just say right off the bat, dude, you cannot tell me that all he had was a fucking calf strain. <laughs> I don't care what the fucking trainers say. I don't care what all the reports say. You can't tell me a guy only had a calf strain and 10 minutes into his comeback game, he tears his Achilles. Right. He should not have been on the fucking court. <laughs> I think everyone on the planet agrees with you there. Except the Raptors fans, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else? What else? Um, it just, uh, I think, the Warriors uh, are are pretty shitty for trying to like, you know, play play to the whole. Oh, we support KD, and we you know we wish him the best. And, like, they kind of put him in this position. Mm-hmm. With all the stuff, with all the not, you know, when he initially got hurt, they continuously kept saying, "Oh, he might be back in two games. He might be back like next year." So right. the fact that you're saying repeatedly that, "Oh, he's close. Oh, he's getting close. He's getting close." Now you're putting pressure on him to play. Now, when one week, how, how many days did he miss? Like thirty plus. Yeah. Now, we were looking at KD like, yo, what the fuck, man? You just have a calf strain. Like, what's the matter with you? Right. You know, the, all the fucking news stories that were leaking about them, having the players having issues with him, like the organization trying to rush him to play. Yeah. And this, this is what happens. Right. Dude, this situation shows exactly why Kawhi Leonard did what he did last year. <laughs> I don't know about exactly. It's not the same situation. Don't get me wrong. Uh huh. But I get what you, I get what you mean. Yeah, the team doctors are there to make sure everyone's on the court, not make sure everyone's healthy. Yeah, man. And 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 I saw this. Uh, I I don't remember what like it was another podcast. I think I watched uh, either yesterday or earlier today. 
or earlier today, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just saying how, uh, like, Kawhi had that crazy uncle who kind of was just against everybody else. Yeah. Durant didn't have that. Right. And it's crazy to think in, in those terms, but, like, Durant didn't have somebody by his side. Like, dude, if you're not right, fuck what the Warriors are saying. Fuck what the NBA is saying. Fuck what the media is saying. You're not playing. But is that really... I mean, yeah, he didn't have someone like that, but at the end of the day, it's still Durant's responsibility to say that. You know, I agree with that. Man. And Kawhi's uncle, I think, was more of the... Uh, fall guy than he was an influence I think in that situation now I'm speculating but I think I don't think his uncle really mattered but I think that it was a way for Kawhi to say he wasn't playing without it looked like it was all Kawhi's idea you know yeah make it look like Kawhi just didn't want to play which it still looks like that a little bit but saying oh yeah he had an uncle to who had his back that's taking a little pressure off Kawhi in the situation. And Durant, I mean, you know, there's nothing... No one can make Durant play, you know, clearly. Um, we've seen it. But he went out there and played, man. I mean, and I, people saying it adds to his heart. Is it, Does it really... I don't see it as a positive in any way, honestly. The only positive I see it is that he probably has a better chance to come back to the Warriors next year yeah uh he might pull the same thing cousins did and sign a really low one-year contract with the warriors and just i mean why go somewhere else for a year that you're not even gonna play yeah man he's in a tough spot he's in a tough spot he really changed new i mean there goes new york's dream yeah he was supposed to be the next savior they whiffed on Zion when you rely on a fucking lottery. That's what you get. Now you're relying on a guy to, you know, come save your franchise and shit like this happens. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think of the, the Bob Myers, like, crying? A, a lot of people are shitting on him saying it's fake and, and he's full of shit. I didn't... I just didn't care at all. Like, I, him crying shows no... Has no significance to me. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm with the people and thinking it wasn't genuine. But, you know, it's, it's hard to make billionaires cry. It's hard to make millionaires cry. It really is. So, I mean, for him to really cry would have taken a lot more than people, like, give him credit for. Yeah. So, like I said, at the end of the day, I don't care. He doesn't care either. <laughs> I mean, who really cares if he cried? It didn't make Durant feel any different either. Right. I just um, thought it was annoying that he kind of, like, tried to take the attention. I'm like, dude, like, at this point, you you saying anything doesn't make the Warriors look any better or any worse, honestly. I've never seen him in a post-game interview. Me neither. That was the weirdest part of it to me. I I felt like that was the most significant part, that he was in it at all. So I think he must have had a bigger play in getting Durant to play. 
Like he might have been the guy. Come on, Durant, you could do it. You only got we only got two games. That's it. You know, or we only got three games. You could do it. Like he might have been that dude in Durant's ear. So maybe he it was more guilt than it was actual uh, sorrow or empathy. Um, so I don't know, man. I just thought it was weird that he even did the post game. Why didn't the trainer do it? Yeah, it is just a strange situation all around. Yeah, I'll say from a basketball perspective, I, I don't know how how much blame Steve Kerr should get, but I I do want to point out KD was completely fine in the first quarter when the ball was moving, he was getting open shots, he wasn't forcing anything. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden in the second quarter, they put a couple bombs around him and asked him to go one-on-one. And the exact reason why people think that they're better without him. Three possessions into his, you know, KD off, KD dominates the ball offense. He fucks up his fucking Achilles. I'm not <laughs> saying, true. I'm not saying if he doesn't ISO throughout the game, he stays healthy and he makes it through. Mm-hmm. But it's like, dude, why are you putting pressure on a guy who's clearly like, dude, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but he did not look completely healthy, like moving. No, he. I didn't. I didn't see him go past the three point line. Right, and I'm. Mostly. I'm just like, why would you call ISOs for a guy who's coming back off an of injury, like barely able to play? Yeah. So I, I thought that was kind of strange. Well, Carter, he claims to not have any knowledge of the extent of his injury, so you know that's why he didn't answer anything. He told. He said uh, Myers was going to answer everything. That's he acted so- like. He had no idea how hurt he was or what the injury was and all that. So Yeah, again, that is not an excuse the head coach is allowed to use. No, I, I agree. <laughs> like, I agree. Like, I understand if Steph was just like, oh, I mean, shit, I didn't know how hurt he was. Like, okay, you know, that's one thing. But yeah. for the fucking head coach who makes the decisions of who's playing, who creates the game plan, like, you don't know how healthy or injured your best player is. Also, him being an ex-player makes it right. even worse. Right. He's had like, bad knee injuries, too. It's not like he has no knowledge of sports injuries. You know, he, he knows. He knows what an Achilles tear is like. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't have to have had it, but he's played with someone who's had probably every injury you can have on the basketball court. He's probably seen it on the court. So, you know. Um. Anyway, man, prayers up to Durant. Hopefully, hopefully he has a recovery. Hopefully, he comes back one hundred percent eventually. You know, we've seen he's one of these tears. Yeah, never bring people back. Yeah, but he has the luxury of because he's such a great shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, he can kind of ease back into it. He, he doesn't have to. He just like it's going to be tough for him to come back and be that go-to like ISO guy. Right away, at least. Right. But he could definitely come in there and still be a top-tier player. Okay. Just off his perimeter shooting alone. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So, back to the the game. game. Yeah. We're skipping game three, by the way, because the Raptors won in comfortable fashion. Yeah. Or not three, uh, four, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so this game was, was, was odd. It was, it was strange. 
I will say this. Overall, it's the best officiating they've probably done the whole series. I agree. Overall, yeah. There are some still kind of wild calls, but top to bottom, it was the best one they've done this series. Yeah, I, I don't mind if it's a select few calls throughout the game because, you know, I'm, I don't expect them to get every call right. Right, of course not. But it's it's when they, like, have no control of the game and they don't set any kind of precedent for how the game's going to be played. That's when they're not doing anything. Right. But, yeah, they were fine. I really, I mean, other than the goaltending that really was, or the interference that should have been a basket. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there were angles that, you know, made it look like it was interference. So, it, like, it wasn't like a weirdest awful angles. call. It was, yeah. Like, the most clear angles made it look like it was clean. And then, like, the most awkward angles, like, on top of the basket or, um, not on top, but, like, right behind the rim. Like, why did they even use that angle? Yeah. And the other one was, like, from the bottom right corner of the backboard. It was just, you know, weird angles. But it wasn't conclusive enough, I don't think. Even though I thought it was a basket... I understand why they didn't change it. Right. Yeah, because it has to be conclusive that it's the opposite. And the, and the other thing is the moving screen on Boogie. Great call. It was a good call, but it wasn't a good call because they do that. They did it like the whole game, and like you wait till that one. He's he did it the entire game. Warriors do it eighty two games. <laughs> like I, I know, so it, it wasn't a good call because I got you. That's fair. Like, calling that one out of a hundred of them is, like, a bad call. If they call, like, three that game... Because, like, Gasol came down and did the exact same thing on the next play. Yep. And they didn't call anything. So that's what made it a bad call in that situation. But he was... It was a moving screen. So, whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man. uh, The officiating was good, though. What would you think about the Raptors? (sighs) Or where'd you want to start? Raptors or Warriors? Mm. Well, let's talk Warriors. Okay. Uh-huh. So, like, KD went out, and they had a comfortable lead. They were playing their game first first quarter and a half. Yeah, man. And, and you know, we've talked about when they moved the ball, their best team in basketball. Yeah. And they were doing that. Yeah. Uh, I thought... I'm assuming, I don't know if this was going to be the case, but if KD had played the entire night, I don't think Cousins would have played. They asked her that, and he didn't give a solid answer, but I I agree with you. Because it seemed like they they started um, the Hampton Five, Mm -hmm. and then they went with Looney as the backup. Yeah, and then Bogut came in before. Yeah, and then Bogut done. came in for a second. Bogut was in when Durant got hurt. Right, and immediately, you know, this was about, what, eight minutes left in the second quarter? <laughs> yeah. And Boogie immediately gets thrown in there. Right. And I, I got to say, man, he was he was impressive to me. He was spectacular. And it's one of those, like, we've talked about. The rest about- of that quarter. Yeah, man, that second quarter, he was huge. He was huge uh, late in the third, early in the fourth at one point. Yeah. Uh, he had he had good energy, man. He was healthy. He was moving. He was trying to get stops. You know, he he still can't really 
stay in front of people as well as I would like him to do. Right. Uh, but he was playing with good energy and he, him being that big, when he plays with good energy, his impact on the boards is immediately felt. Right. His rebounding was way better this game than it was in the past couple games, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He drew some really good fouls. Drew fouls and, you know, made some good defensive plays, too. Yeah, he had a little bit of lift, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That's been the big difference from him in games where he's played well and games where he's been awful. Like, he could kind of get off the ground, at least. Right. Yeah. Because that tap dunk, I, that shocked me. I didn't think he was going to yeah. get up like that for that. But, yeah. I thought he was great. Um, I thought Clay Thompson was phenomenal. If Warriors somehow win... Clay has to be Finals MVP, in my opinion. Seth had one amazing game, and Clay missed one game, right? Yeah. The game, Steph was amazing. Clay didn't play. Right. Every other game, though, Clay has played very good. And he hasn't been, you know, unstoppable, but he's been the most consistent out of all the Warriors, it seems like. Um, but he was he was great. Yeah, right man. Right out the I- gates. Yeah, man, he was just the the shots he hit were great. Uh, his defense was great all night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just, dude, he opens up the court so much. Everyone on the Warriors seemed to have way more energy to me. Um, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but Clay definitely had great energy. Yeah, I also liked how Steph played. I, I mean, he didn't carry them to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his points weren't as important as a lot of the Clay's points. Uh, but Steph had um, Steph was also more engaged throughout the game. Yeah, I know he had a couple of loose ball, you know, turnovers with just losing the fucking ball. Surprise! And, and surprise. yeah, I mean, dude, my God, he's really got to clean that shit up, but. Because it always, it always happens more than any time in the finals. Yeah, it does. Like, did, I didn't see a single fucking turnover against Portland. <laughs> that one game he had a lot, but the, other than that, he, yeah. It's right. just, but in the finals, for some reason, he'll have, like, almost every game he has a play where it's just, like, he'll do a simple dribble move and he'll just lose the ball. Yeah. Like, dude, you can't just lose the fucking ball. What's wrong with you? Right. Um, but yeah, man, he was—he had a great game. I thought Draymond uh, had five of the most random points in a fourth quarter stretch where they were struggling to stay in the game. Mm-hmm. The Raptors were about to pull away, and Draymond hit that three and and made that face at Ibaka. Yeah, that had me fucking crying, laughing. Yeah. Uh, and then he had, like, a lot of people didn't notice, he had that weird, like, left-handed, like, hook kind of shot. Yeah. Both of those buckets were huge. Yeah, big, they were big plays. Uh, you know, and, and he did let get let his emotions get the best of him a bit, but... He no didn't... surprise there. Again, right, these guys have been known for these things, we've criticized them before... But he didn't just throw the fucking ball to the Raptors like four different times. Yeah, and that call was, I mean, I understand why he got the tech. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you're right about that. 
What else? It was just the whole that last like five minutes of the game was so weird to me. <laughs> How the Warriors were making mistakes and still coming back at the same time. Yeah, and 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 we're not the first people to criticize this, but you know, dude, you Nick Nurse, my guy. You can't you can't call a timeout when your best player just scored what ten in a row. Yeah, he was hot. Yeah, dude. Both of the first that first three he hit, I was like, what an awful wow. Okay, whatever. Yeah. And then he, the next one he hit was in Cousins' fucking eye. Right, Cousins I, couldn't have played better. D that was just a that was that was shot. the only the only time Kawhi's shot had arc was that three right there over Cousins. Yeah, that's one of the best shots he's hit all series to me. Dude, and then he comes down, bodies Clay, a little float like jumper, does the same thing next play. Yeah, same thing he does every drive. <laughs> right. Yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, the Raptors, I think they even got a stop, and they come down and they're like des like Kyle Lowry's like visibly like begging for a timeout. I'm like, I don't understand. You're about to put them away. Why are you letting them get a chance to regroup? Yeah, they had a chance for a dagger. Like, if they had hit that shot, it would have been a dagger. It would have been... Because it was a six-point game. Yeah, yeah. It was a six-point game, and the way Kawhi was rolling, I, I mean, other than if they had doubled him, they would have got a good shot off. Right. So, I was just... Compl- and it was kind of weird, because I didn't really notice it watching the game... Like, it, it wasn't that big of a deal to me. And then, as they're coming out of the timeout, I'm like, wait a minute. The Warriors didn't call that timeout. Mm-hmm. And I was just... Compl- and obviously, it showed because the Warriors came out of that timeout looking like the defending three-time champs or two-time champs. Right. They did. I mean, and, and again, Clay was just spectacular. Yeah. The pull up and then Steph hit that spectacular on the move three and yeah. Clay again. Clay with the little fake. pump fake sidestep. Kawhi's defense in the la- at that moment was atrocious th- for those last three plays. But to and be it, fair, they were moving the shit out of the ball. They were, but you know, Kawhi jumped on the Clay shot that. Ended up being wide open and ended up being the dagger for them, basically. Yeah. Um, and then the screen, no one stepped up on the screen on the first three he took, the pick and roll. Yep. And he's just wide open, one dribble. Everyone on the team can make that one dribble three. Um, so I, I take back atrocious, but it definitely was missing. Um, Especially when there's at that moment there was only two players they had to guard and they couldn't do it. Honestly, if you're down six, anyone else on the Warriors can score. I'm cool. Right. Everyone else. Dude, I would have let Dr- I would have left Draymond open literally every time. I would have left left Iguodala and Draymond open, and traded. I mean, if they get twos, okay. And Iguodala for some reason will catch it with a wide open lane. <laughs> It's still either take a three or just not, you know, just dribble it out, like reset the offense when no one is standing there, you know. Um, and he has, he still has the wingspan and the hops to 
catch a dunk, but he doesn't do it. So I would have left him open. And, you know, they couldn't get it. They couldn't do it. The Raptors, for some reason, just fell asleep on D twice and, three times. Yeah, and it also didn't make sense to me because, again, their best player just scored 10 points. He pretty much sealed the game. Yeah. And for the re- for the last minute and a half or two minutes, you don't play through him. Yes. Like, bro, in the last minute and fifteen seconds, they they consciously made the choice to run pick and roll with Lowry and Gasol. Yeah, I was like, I, like I don't have a problem with you running that, but your best player just got hot. He was garbage pretty much the whole night. He got hot exactly when you want your best player to get hot. All of a sudden, he goes a minute without touching the ball, and he has to he has to just isolate on the last possession when you're down one. Why the fuck was Lowry running pick and rolls the prior minute? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it just made no sense to me. And then I completely understand why they doubled Kawhi. Because in the last several minutes, the Raptors couldn't do anything if it wasn't for Kawhi. Yeah. And it was a very smart double team. Kawhi could have gone earlier, but at the same time, you don't want to leave a ton of clock. So, I'm not really too mad at him. Well, you don't want to leave any on the Warriors. Right. Right. I mean, he could have pulled up. The shot Steph hit was high on degree of difficulty. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so it, I, I'm not. I won't blame them for that. But yeah, go ahead to the last play, Kawhi. It just they doubled Kawhi, which is a great coaching move. Yep, leave Ky, leave Kyle Lowry because he was on the weak side. Yeah, and you know they rotate. I thought Van Fleet should have just threw up a runner. That's fair. You know what I mean? Van Fleet's always been a ballsy player. He takes huge shots. <laughs> No conscious, which is exactly what you want. That's exactly who you have to have out there at, at the end of games. Yeah, or just shot from, you know, the range he was at, wherever he was. Yeah, Van Fleet has been sensational pretty much the whole series. Right, he yeah. waited until the finals to start playing good in the playoffs. Right. And, and I just, like, he swung it to Lowry, and I, I, I pretty much could tell that Draymond got a piece of it. I know Lowry was getting roasted for a while for fucking hitting behind the backboard. And, and I gave him a little bit of credit because I was like, dude, there's no way he just shot it behind the fucking backboard. Not that far, at least, yeah. Right, and, and I mean, it just it was weird, man. The, the Raptors did not make any sense. Uh, I really... I really want to know what they were saying in that timeout. Like, what did Nick Nurse bring them in and say? Like, all right, Kawhi, you closed the game. Now we just got to get stops and play through our scrubs. <laughs> what do you think Max is going to say about Kawhi not taking the last shot? I mean... Would Kobe have taken that last shot? 100%. <laughs> Dude, Kobe would have just rose up. Like, oh, you're bringing a second defender? Who cares? <laughs> Right. You got, I, that's, I really did think that's what Kawhi was going to do, too, honestly. I wanted him to. Yeah. I don't think he would have made it, but I think he would have tried. Yeah. It would have been a really tough shot. Yeah, and Kawhi, like, he can shoot it over people, but, like, the way he shoots the ball, it always seems like a struggle for him. 
Yeah. They Kawhi. Well, what? How do you think Kawhi played overall in the game? Not very good. I think he was average. He was. He was average, and if he didn't have that great shooting moment in the fourth quarter, his game would have been pretty bad, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was, what, 29 for 24? Is that right? And he had 26? I think so. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, he shot poorly. Uh, I mean, I thought Lowry didn't play very well. I thought the only time Lowry played well was when Cousins was switched on to him. Yeah, then he hit those miraculous fadeaways. Yeah, I thought, other than that, Lowry really couldn't score on anybody. Uh, he didn't make that many good plays like he normally does. You know what has become like an elephant in the room? Siakam can't shoot at all. Siakam's like the worst shooter on the team that plays. Which is crazy because like when they play well, he usually hits shots. Has he made a shot in the whole Dude, finals? I think he made a three in game one. And then every other one has been bricks. You remember when Kerr said, like, dude, it's, it, that was his first wing three in, like, two months. Yeah. He was right, because he ain't hit one since. No, not at all. And that's been hurting them, because he's wide open sometimes. Dude, he does get, like, four to five just wide open looks. <laughs> yeah, and he, he never makes them. And that's insane. And then Kawhi's rebounding has been impressive, the finals. I mean, very impressive. And I can't really tell. I guess they're not really impactful rebounds because I don't notice him getting the rebounds. I just notice at the end, like, they say he has 12 rebounds. I did notice he had a couple of, like, pull-downs. Like, he he snatched the ball a couple times. Yeah, I noticed, like, maybe two or three, but not, like, I, I don't feel like I saw 12 rebounds. That's the thing. I got you. And um, he's not one of the guys like Draymond who just gets it and just brings it up court either. Not often, at least. Sometimes he does, but not that much. Yeah. Um, also, because they, you know, they go small sometimes with the Lowry and Van Vliet thing. Um, what else about the game, man? What else really? I thought out to you? Danny Green barely played in the second half. I forgot he played. Um, and. And I, I was Did like, they've done it before in terms of starting Van Fleet in this, like the start to start the third quarter. Yeah. But it just he, I could feel his absence. Did he score? I I don't think he did. He might have had a layup. Okay. But he he's a guy who even when he's not, he's one of the few role players who doesn't need to get off to play good defense. Yeah. And and I thought Van Fleet, I mean, how many times did he hit Curry on three-pointers? Twice, I think. He he got called for it twice. Could have got called for that clutch shot that Curry hit. Yeah, and I think he, was that him that hit Clay on the elbow, too, that they didn't call? Yeah, uh, no, that was Lowry. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, slapped him right on the elbow, no call, but... Yeah, that one time he just completely just dived into clobbered him. Yeah, on the wing, the um, almost out of bounds. Yeah, that was just dumb. Dude, he did it twice. I'm like, dude, you can't foul the best shooter on the three off the three twice. Right, and then he's the best free throw shooter in the league. Hundred percent. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just little mental things like that 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 
end up costing you the game, honestly. Do you, well, do you think that this game like means anything for the Raptors? Do you think the Raptors just gonna it was just a bad game, they just come out in Oracle and beat the crap out of the Warriors? No, I don't think that. Okay. So what do you think? I think um the Raptors have to Like, it's tough because, yeah, Kawhi has to be involved more throughout the game. Um, but they can't they can't go on these droughts where they just... They force it to Van Fleet or Lowry or, like, Siakam just forces up terrible shots. And it, it felt more noticeable to me in this game. It looked like their plays were disrupted this game to me. It looked like they had a lot of breakdowns. Yeah. And guys just tried to score. And that hurts Kawhi in a way because he works really well off the plays and the, those screens. And it um, hurts Danny Green, obviously. Um, so I, that was one thing I noticed, that they didn't really get any play buckets. Most of their buckets were, like, tough one-on-one off the mismatch buckets instead of like oh we ran a play and someone got a good look it didn't look like that at all and then Ibaka was out there and his impact was pretty much meaningless for the most part of the game well that's Um, the thing when Draymond and Cousins are involved on the boards yeah that changes things a lot because then you eliminate like the the Gasol doesn't get and Gasol had a good game, but I thought a lot of the stuff he did was in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had 12 points coming out of the first quarter, and he finished with 17. Right. You know, so it's like... But it limits uh, Gasol and Ibaka and even Siakam when they're on the boards. Yeah, and plus on offense for the Warriors, when Draymond is a threat from three, and when Cousins hits that first three, it opens the court up because um you know when they spread out and those guys are threats it makes them hard to check it makes the team hard to defend overall yeah um because then when they do start moving the ball everyone is a option instead of you know sometimes there's like three guys out there who are just not options at all um dude i'd be okay with livingston not playing another minute in these finals (laughs) He was contemplating retiring, so <laughs> go ahead and let it go, Livingston. It's over. Dude, he's just out there. He just looks He looks like a fucking... He looks old. He doesn't. He's really not that old. The thing is, I don't understand why both the guards on the Raptors are under 6'3", and Livingston is 6'8", and he can't score her. Just, I mean, why can't he do a little baby hook? Dude, one he thing... get into the paint. Yeah, that it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> a, a couple... Th- I also noticed they kind of tried to post Clay up on Lowry a couple times. And it wasn't even like a genuine like attempt to do it. Right. It was kind of just like a fallback option. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like literally the one method I would not use to attack Lowry is to try to bully him. Right. Like, dude, if one if one thing that Lowry is, it's strong. Yeah. For a Unless, small guard. Right, for a guard, yeah. Yeah. And and Clay is not that guy. <laughs> exactly. 
like one time they had the switch with Cousins and Cousins posted him up, but Steph just shot a three instead. Yeah. And then Cousins got the rebound and laid it up. That was a good play. But yeah, it was the time where they should have took advantage of the mismatch anyway. Cousins still would have scored it either way. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I don't like that Clay post up. And Clay doesn't have like, he doesn't have a fadeaway. He like turns and it still shoots a set shot. Which is weird. His fadeaway isn't like a, isn't a post up kind of fadeaway at least. Yeah, he, he can make it just because his form is so perfect, but it's not his game. But he definitely looks uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, I feel like I had another question. Well, okay. So, what do you think about the next game? You think? What are you thinking? Is um, it too hard to judge? Without Durant? No, I, I don't think so. So what do you think? Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I think the Raptors are going to blow another close game. Okay. Now, I don't know. Game 7 I'm not going to get into because I, I, it's hard to know now. Happen. Right. Yeah. Because I, I, I can see either team winning. You know, I, Honestly, it's 50-50 to me. Okay. Because the Raptors have shown that Oracle does not bother them. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, the Warriors are getting more and more comfortable, and they're kind of slowly figuring out what the Raptors do. Yeah. And a lot of Kawhi's bad game, I thought, had to do with just, they did a better job of staying in front of him. I agree. And he wasn't getting the calls that he was getting in the last couple games. That was also true. Yeah, and... That's also part of the good officiating. But um, he wasn't just going to the basket and getting a foul like he was most of the time. And he had to take some really... He had to make some really awkward passes out of the um, paint. I think one time he got caught and almost traveled and had to jump and like turn around in the air and make a weird pass. Then one time he just threw the ball away. He got stripped one time. Um, so... It, I agree. They are making. They're doing a better job staying in front of him and doing it without fouling. And yeah. If, if it was just the refs, I don't know, or if it was them actually playing good D, I can't tell. But you're right. They were doing a much better. That, job. That's why it's kind of fifty-fifty to me in Game Six because I don't know if they're really figuring it out or if they've just kind of got lucky. <laughs> yeah. Or got unlucky the other time. But it seems like they're getting more, like, comfortable defending him. I agree, yeah. And it seems like they're figuring out the Raptors' rotation on D, too. Because Raptors are playing, like, a matchup zone. Yeah. Which is, which is why they got the two defensive three seconds calls last game. Just because. Just because they were staying in the paint. And, um... But again, like I said with Boogie and Draymond, once they start hitting threes, you, you can't stay in the paint with them out there. And um they have to keep taking shots. And Yeah. Igudala, I don't I don't know. Yeah. He hit one big three right? Yesterday. Yeah, he did. But I thought he spent a couple of plays getting bullied by Siakam. Of course. Like that one and one, I'm like, dude, you're gonna let Siakam just put you under the fucking basket? Get an and every game. Get an and one, and then like flex in your face. 
he'll strip Kawhi straight up, and then Siakam will give him a bucket. Yes, it was literally like the play after he stripped Kawhi. I think like I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy to me. All right, well, we will see what happens. I'm definitely excited for the next game. Um, and I, I want this to go to Game Seven. I want to watch the Game Seven. If it goes seven, who do you think pulls it out? Um, I'm gonna take the Raptors at home, Game Seven. If it goes to seven, yeah. I think I think if the Raptors let it get to seven, I don't think they have a chance. You think the Warriors will knock them off? I think the Warriors are gonna spank them in that Game Seven. Really? Yeah. You think the pressure or what? Yeah, I just think it's such a huge moment that uh, a number of the Raptors guys haven't been in. Yeah. And the Warriors have all been there pretty much, so. Yeah, I mean, I want to say that, but it's hard to tell, man. It really is. I mean, dude, the Raptors have proved me wrong throughout the playoffs, so, you know, yeah. I'm I'm not going to be surprised coming on here, you know, if they take a close game seven and make like Kyle Lowry makes big plays down the stretch. Like maybe that specific situations will shock me, but like the Raptors winning will not surprise me at all. Yeah. I'm on the same page. Cause I I do think that if the Warriors have the momentum of of two games, it's going to be really tough for the Raptors to take them out in game seven, regardless of where they play. Yeah. Um, but Man, I, I don't know. The Raptors should have won last night is the thing. Yeah. But the, the Warriors are just smarter players. And the crazy thing is, man, the Raptors really don't have any bad players that get minutes. And the Warriors only have, like, four good players that get minutes. And everyone else is really bad. And like, everyone on the Raptors is good. But, you know, a lot of the players on the Warriors are really bad and and their minutes were limited this game which i think really helped them um mckinney played like very short three time. looney didn't play much Be- didn't play bell much. came in there for a fuck like one play right and it was a negative yeah he let fucking ibaka get a backdoor dunk right um drebko didn't get any minutes <laughs> cook played well when he was out there yeah he had that nice defense. three yeah. A big early fourth quarter three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they kept the garbage players on the bench, which was good for them. Worked out good. Hopefully, the wind of the starters, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't affect that. But we'll see what happens, man. I'm definitely interested. Everyone is, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> what do we have? What else do we have for sports? Anything else important? Uh, Memphis hired a new basketball coach. Yeah, Taylor Jenkins. Yeah, never heard of him. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar either. <laughs> oh, and it's the Bucks assistant, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, shout out to Taylor Jenkins. Yeah, I mean, is he the one that um Greek Freak wanted to choke that time? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You remember that though, right? Yeah. I think he is. That's I don't hilarious. Know, I don't know if he came with Boonholzer or if he was already there, but uh, we'll see how that works. 
I don't think it really matters. Yeah, Memphis is one of those, you want to put a guy in who'll create a good culture. You know what I mean? Not so much like, you know, I'm not really counting on Memphis to win a lot of games. Yeah. But you need a guy who, like, you can't have a Phoenix situation where it's just, like, you don't even know what's going on. Right. So you got to have some stability there. And, uh, I mean, we'll see how he does. You know, they, they have an exciting draft coming up. Uh, maybe they'll make... Um, they usually make at least one move every summer. Yeah, they do. It doesn't always work out. Like, picking up slow-mo probably wasn't the right thing to do. Well, what did they give up for him? I think, I think they just signed him. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a bad move. When they didn't have anything else to do. Right, and they they always do that every summer. So I, I believe, and plus, you know, they're still planning on moving uh, Conley, I believe. Yeah, and is Parsons' contract up yet? I hope so, for their sake. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. we'll see. Okay. Um, prayers up to Big Poppy, man, getting shot in Dominican Republic. Yeah, man. That's wild. In his home. I mean, yeah, man. I uh, hope he's hope he's alright. I, I think saw that he he took steps, right? He walked a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, they good. said said he's doing well after his second surgery, I believe. Um, back in Boston. So yeah, shout out to him, man. Um, I feel like oh, did you see the Lakers are now the new? Uh, well. Not it's not that big of a change, but they're the new favorites to land Anthony Davis, like outright favorites now. <laughs> Does it matter? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. Okay. Moving on. Um I don't know what else to, what other sports. Paul George have? Paul George had another surgery on his uh shoulder. None? Like he had, like it was the same shoulder he just had surgery on, and he had something to like fix it, not fix it, but like another procedure. Yeah. Uh, but they say he's gonna be back around the same time that he mm-hmm. was supposed to be back. But that's like, like yeah, he's gonna be back, but that's tough to go through the shoulder injuries, man. Yeah, it is. Like rehab is really long, really painful. Uh, and you tend to, you tend to kind of adjust how you shoot the ball. Yeah. And not everybody can just adjust over the summer and, you know, figure it out. Yeah. And Paul George is a guy who's, who's like played with his release and fucked it up before. Yeah. So I hope he's, he'll be all right, man. And I, I hope he, like, he had such a great, like first two thirds of the season yeah. And I just hope he continues to play like that. Yeah, me too. And I, I hope he gets he gets healthy with enough time to yeah. you know, get a good month before yeah. you know, training camp or whatever. Um Tony Parker retired. Oh yeah, man, the big three of the San Antonio's out of there. That time. I mean I thought I mean Monty Parker had a good year one. Parker had a good year last year for the Hornets. Yeah, he did have an under, underrated year. Yeah, good bench year. 
Yeah. He was low-key their second or third best player. I mean, Lamb was pretty solid, too. But, you know, I mean, how much can you really count on Lamb to, to cook? Like, right. Parker won him a couple games last year. You remember, especially early on, they were closing games with Kemba and fucking Parker, and they were both, like, cooking. Yeah, I mean, he was getting early nods for six-man of the year, possibly. Yeah. yeah. That was, but yeah, man, it was time. You know, he's he had a lot, a ton of injuries. Yeah. And I'm glad he didn't fucking suffer a career-ending injury before calling it quits. I agree. That's what I really hope doesn't happen to Vince Carter, man. He said he's confirmed this will be his last year, though. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, he makes it back to the Raptors. To. Yeah. Which was whack. He should have went to the Raptors this year and retired. Would have got him a ring, finally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, let's see. I don't uh, know if there's any more. Some women's soccer was pretty crazy. <laughs> they murdered Thailand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 13 to 0. Uh, broke a Guinness World Record. Shout out to the ladies out there. Um, how many more games do they have? I have no clue. Yeah, I don't either. I need to. I need to keep up with that. You know what I watched? Uh, Nadal played uh, Dominic Thiem. Yeah. In the French Open. Spanked him. Yeah, man, uh, dude. I really like remember. I'm like, dude, when Nadal is like healthy, he's he probably is the best clay player ever. Oh, he is. It's it's. It's not even up for discussion. He has the most, um, most wins from any one tournament. Yeah, man. He dude. Yeah. Something about the way he plays on clay. It, it just he he somehow keeps the same level of like firepower. Yeah. While everybody else kind of slows down just a, just a tiny bit, he kind of just finds a way to keep playing at the OD level that he does. Yeah, because he, he has a power game. And that, right. I mean, somehow it doesn't change, yeah. People are expecting it to change, and it doesn't. And that, that was my first time watching Nadal, like, fully healthy and playing at his peak in, in yeah. probably, like, what, four or five years? <laughs> he always comes back healthy for the French. That's it. <laughs> That's so. true, yeah. He'll, he'll have another injury before the year is over. I don't want him to. Yeah, dude, we'll he, he stays getting hurt. Yeah. Which and is crazy because he looks like the most fit guy every fucking tournament. I know. He, <laughs> he finds a way to get hurt every year. Yeah. He'll be he'll be back for the French next year, though, too, I'm sure. I think he pretty much just makes his career worth of money just off the French wins. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm ex- uh, I like Theum. I liked what he did against Djokovic. That was a big win for him. Yeah. Uh he looks he looks I don't know about up next, but he looks like he's gonna be around the top five for a while. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's had he's had some good good runs and he lasts he outlasts guys pretty well too. Yeah. And it's crazy because during the start of the game they were showing like he's he's spanked Nadal before. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Like, he's done it in Spain one time. Like, dude, in Nadal's fucking hometown. Like, in Barcelona. Like, that's crazy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> who um did who who won the women's? Did it end yet? Was it today? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't keep an eye on the women's. I really didn't keep an eye on the French Open like that. I just saw that uh, Djokovic lost, and I was more excited to see Theon play than Nadal. Because, you know, and Nadal has let me down a lot when I've chosen to watch him. Yeah. So, I was just happy to see him at his peak. Oh, Ashley Barty from... Where is she from? Oh, Australia. She won mm. the French Open this year. I've never heard of her. Uh, eighth seed, or eighth ranked. So, shout out to her for the dub. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um... Before we go on, since we're pretty much done with sports, yeah, uh, it's the anniversary of the flu game, MJ. Do you <laughs> yeah. do you believe the uh, the the conspiracies that he was fucking hungover, <laughs> or do you think he was actually sick from the pizza or whatever the fuck they said? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to believe Dude. it, but it, it makes sense because he wasn't the only one who ate whatever he ate. I know that. Yeah. I know some people say, oh, yeah, we all ate that, and he's the only one who got sick. <laughs> dude, because Jordan, dude, every time I see stuff about Jordan's personal life, yeah. it makes me think, like, bro, if he played in today's game, like, dude, people would not fuck with him like that. He would get exposed a lot. Like, dude, you cannot go gamble on, like, the night before games and fucking turn up, like, the night before or, the night after games, like, dude. And a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people say he was kind of a jerk. So, oh, like, yeah. You know, that that's hard to fly to now. So Yeah. He would have had a completely different time. But, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. What do you think? You think he was hungover? Um, I don't, I don't know if he was, I don't think he was hungover. Because he, even though he was uh, hurting in the game, like, watching the highlights... Uh-huh. He still, it just didn't feel, like, his movements didn't feel like a guy who's hungover to me. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because you. you can fight through a stomach ache and still play at a high level. Yeah, yeah. But uh, being hungover, like, being genuinely hungover, like, dude, he would not have been out there flying, getting steals, hitting three-pointers, like, no way. Right, yeah. I agree with that. I don't know. I he'll never tell us though, of course. Hundred no, of course not. Yeah. Alright, um we're gonna transition then. Did you hear the single? Yeah, you mean Drake and, and C B? Yeah. Of course. Okay. Good. Well we'll we'll get to that. I'm not gonna play it, but we'll get to that. Yeah. I'll play um my gym is from Big Crit. He released a single called Crit Here. Pretty cool video. Uh, go check it out. But yeah, this is this is Crit. <laughs> This is now, this for show, let them know Here I go, resume, resume, here I go 
go Reservoir, reservoir That was them This is me This is King You ain't no Yeah, I go Crit here Sound like did my mind you Type of car we don't steal Backseat driver for real Drop me off at the top Got that key, we no lie Play for the team that I own Ain't no taking my spot Franchise, franchise, we Take a lifetime to spin Hit that bank to the visit Raise a hand if you win Drop the top on the rolls Had a hole in the ghost Bible serving for family I'm proposing a toast Made it out the hood like, yeah Who would've thought we would get Out of the project like this Don't get lost in my crib Way too legit to the queen Oh, you thought that was it? I'ma be bigger than B Yeah, you know what it is Here I go, put them up, put them up Here I go, put them up, put them up That was then, this is now This for show, let them know Here I go, put them up, put them up Here I go, put them up, put them up That was then, this is me, this is King You ain't know, here I go I get 9-9 for the 2000s and roll with it I put my name on the map I made a moment of that I took the ball, back to my coat I know they rolling it bad, bad Give me the feet of the feet If you ain't rooting for me Look how I win with the team Some of y'all hated to see All of the poppin', all of the coppin' Talkin' we stoppin' the spree Been where I wanted to be I came from nothing to king, king Yeah, I go, put em up, put em up Yeah, I go, put em up, put em up That was then, this is now This for show, let them know say it like that it was it was a good friday it was, no? it was a packed friday yeah okay um let's start with future then <laughs> okay what'd you think <laughs> um i don't know how many times future is gonna give us the same song like <laughs> it sounds the same so often it's not that this album sounds like a bunch of different songs, but I I don't know if Future is ever gonna have like growth in his music. Um, but with that being said, man, I, honestly, 
it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it wasn't memorable either for me. That's the big killer right there. It's just it's very forgettable. Yeah. Like I mean, I enjoyed a number of the tracks. Government official, I really liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Please tell me actually really grew on me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but yeah, man, like. You know, I listened to it uh, a couple times when it dropped. I talked to you about it. I listened to it a few times since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like... I'm like, like, it's not bad, but there's nothing like... There's nothing about it that I really want to break down or get into. Uh, yeah, man, it's just the pinnacle of like mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, if if you're a future fan, which I know a lot of people are, do I know why? No, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, a lot of people honestly are future fans. And, no, yeah, yeah. And I, right. you like this project. Like, if you've never listened to them before, I mean, I wouldn't recommend this. Right. Uh, but I do like that it's short. I'm, I'm actually, like, listening to it the first couple times, I'm like... I feel like I would enjoy a number of his songs more if I was getting them in smaller chunks. Like, if I was getting the six to seven track EPs rather than the 18 to 20 track albums, Mm -hmm. I would enjoy his music a lot more. Okay. I can see that. Uh, But, yeah, man, besides that, like, I I really don't have much to say. I'm okay with never hearing, not hearing from him till 2020. Yeah. Uh, you know, the wizard was enough. I didn't even need this one. Uh, right. And, and dude, shotgun is not a hit, by the way, for all those fucking queers who, <laughs> who thought that shotgun was fire and it's the fucking, and I, I know I, a lot of people are going to get offended and a couple people that I'm sure watch this, they're listening to this podcast might get offended <laughs> But, like, dude, I guarantee you those same people haven't listened to Shotgun since Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and for I, those I, who I, haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. Because I'm prom- well, I, I promise you, it is not a, it's not a fucking good track. No, it's not at all. <laughs> dude, by the, by the last time I listened to this project, I'm like, dude, Shotgun is the worst song on here. <laughs> Shotgun was an easy skip for me (laughs) on the third listen. Like, I really wanted to hate Love Thy Enemies because it was whack. But, like, the last couple (laughs) times I listened, I'm like, dude, you can't tell me Love Thy Enemies doesn't bump compared to Shotgun. Right. So, but, yeah, man, like, (laughs) I just, if we rank, if we rank every project we listened to in 2019 at the end of the year, yeah. This will be dead fucking center. <laughs> oh, center? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not last, of course. It's not that bad. Okay. Yeah. It's nowhere near... Like, it's not a garbage EP. Right. Like, do not mistake me for trying to... You know, I've hated Future plenty, but... Like, it's a fun listen, man. But if you don't like Future, it probably is garbage. Yeah. But for people who do like Future, or at least are open to Future, it's not garbage. It's not. It's most certainly not good either. I'll be honest. If we weren't doing the podcast, I would not have listened to this shit. Oh, me too. I said last time I wasn't going to listen to it, but yeah. Once I saw how short it was, I gave it a shot. But, you know. Um, 
Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you said, especially about shotgun, but it's cool. People can think what they want. Shotgun, whatever. All right, um, T Grizzly. Let's get it. Um, T Grizzly, uh, you know, his last project let me down. Um, because I loved Activated. Uh, Activated, Activated was good. early 2018, and still my moment was, I think, November. Yeah. No, and still yeah. my moment was, was quite a letdown for me. Yeah, and, I, and the features, I mean, yeah, it was a letdown. And and this project was, it wasn't good uh, because he tried to sing a couple times when I, when I thought he shouldn't have. Uh, I thought some of the songs kind of got repetitive. You didn't like the singing? No. Okay. Uh, I thought some of the songs got repetitive where it's like, yeah, your hook is a little different, but you're still kind of saying the same shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. And, and again, this is another project like, if you if you haven't found good rap music in a couple weeks, like yeah, you should check this out. Like you'll have fun listening to this. Yeah, there's some cool lines, like some some good beats here. Timbaland produced the whole album, apparently. Hmm. He executive produced it. He he made most of the beats. I've heard. Oh well, if if so, then no. I mean, like the production here is kind of average. He, he it doesn't yeah. really give him a chance to shine. I don't hear Timbaland's influence on it at all. Yeah, I mean... Which is weird. There wasn't... This definitely should have had more features. A... Yeah, well... I mean... A feature. Or two you features, know, at least. I, and I was, I was surprised. My favorite part of the whole album was fucking the Y&W Melly. Uh, and I know this is probably... Like, I, nobody's really wow. ag- agreed with me on this. But I thought he actually sounded really good on that last track. I think he did too. Um, a boogie didn't sound that great, but that's okay, you know. A boogie's he's not a great featured artist. He can be if you kind of play to his strengths. Yeah. If the beat's a little bit faster, if if you don't really rely on him to carry like vocals. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, like the fact that this didn't have any features besides the last track made it feel really stale. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it almost felt desperate to me with him trying to sing. I'm like, like, yeah, I understand you're trying to sing. Cause other than if you hadn't, this album would sound fucking monotone. Yeah. It would have this one sound for all 14 tracks. Yeah. One energy too. Yeah. And it just, it, it's, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's another letdown for me. Because oh, okay. if, if you're looking for T Grizzly, dude, Activated is a great project. Mm-hmm. There's so many fire tracks on there, and he just he hasn't made good projects since then. Like he's had some good singles, God's Warriors, okay. And I heard it a couple weeks ago. Like it's a cool track, but yeah, man, it just it needed more versatility, a little more energy. A little, maybe a little more variety with production. I don't know. What did you think? Um, I see a parallel for me to like Gunna's album hmm. and how we kind of talked about it. It was very one note, like you said. Um, wasn't a lot of variety, and 
also like you said the topics were very similar uh i but so you know some tracks had some really good lyrics uh i don't I'm trying to figure out what to say about it really it's one of those yeah right? yeah it, it was cool not really for me and it really wasn't for me because he talked about the same thing all the time and the same kind of situations. It was really, some songs were really hard and some songs sounded hard, but like weren't hard, yeah. like supposed to be, which was kind of awkward. Um, but I do see, I see that he lyrically is getting better. I, I think he lyrically is getting better, but he's not getting better at making songs. Yeah. You know, there's a difference between being a good rapper and being a good song maker and he's not at the good song maker place yet he's he's kind of the flip side of uh yg where in, in this is my opinion but i think yg's getting worse lyrically yeah but you you mentioned it he is getting better at making songs yeah yeah and and, You're right. yeah. and this is kind of the opposite where the lyrics attempt to carry but they just, they weren't like, you know, it wasn't fucking Illmatic. It wasn't anything, you know, legendary for the lyrics to just carry the whole album through. And the beats were too hard. Like, you don't, you don't carry a song with the lyrics with such a hard beat yeah. most of the time, you know? And I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it was a letdown for me, but it definitely, um, it definitely lacked some, it, he needed help. He needed help. He needed help with writers or... Yeah, man, Offset should have popped up. Offset's been popping up on every other fucking album. Yeah, he has. Yeah. And Offset's never, like... Like, Offset never ruins a song. You know what I mean? Yeah. He definitely doesn't. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, he needed something else on here. It was just a different touch to it. And, like... He did work with Timbaland basically on every song. So, you know, that's one thing that could have... He could have had some different minds in the studio, maybe. Yeah. Um, Timbaland yeah. is pretty dated. Yeah. So Similar to the um, Dr. Dre situation. Too. Yes. Um, okay. So, who do we have next? Tyga? Uh, I think that's the last one that we both of us listened to. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> Finally, uh, I get to say some positive shit. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll say right off the bat, I had a ton of fun listening to this. Yeah. And that is exactly what I want from Tyga. Yes. Like, dude, if you're coming into listening to Tyga thinking, like, this is going to be the album of the year, you're wrong. <laughs> if you're coming in, like, you know, there's going to be great fucking lyrics, like, you're wrong. <laughs> Yeah, that's not him at all. But, dude, the, the production here understands exactly who they're producing for. For sure. And I, It sounded like Tyga was there when all these beats made. Yes. Made. Like, and, Tyga said, hold on, like, nah, change that a little bit, because this is me. Yeah, and so many of these songs are just, like, enjoyable to listen to, man. Like, I thought the opening track was a great uh, starting track. Yeah. Um, like, dude, honestly, I the only song I hated was Make Her Come, which I thought was a little, like, OD sexual and just kind of, like, corny. It was, it was too much, yeah, I agree. But besides that, every other track, like, you know, not all of them are great, 
but I had fun listening to it. Yeah. Uh, all all the feet. Well, most of the features are great. Who wasn't great, dude? There's one. Car- are you sick of J Balvin already? No, 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 no. There's one feature I hated. Guess I'll give you another another chance. Uh, Gunna. No. Wow. And I like Gunna because I mentioned this oh, before. Oh, oh, Blueface. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Dude. I forgot he was on there. <laughs> That's how bad he was. Gunna shit was tough because he was like he had that like a short feature. Yeah, I liked that. And Gunna's so key. He's so nice when it's just like a small part. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But dude, Blueface, like, is it is it a lot to ask? For a fucking mage, like a main rapper to stay on beat. That's not his game. But like, <laughs> dude, that can't, that can't, you can't not have that in your game. <laughs> I agree. I'm just messing with you. I think yeah. Blueface is terrible. Dude, I, he came on here and I'm like, dude, this is not Thadiana. Like, what are you doing? And the song really wasn't bad until, right. he, until he ruined it. And he like, came on there, and he's just like, I'm like, dude, literally midway through his verse, I'm like, I never want to hear him again. I don't even know why Tyga threw him a bone. Tyga easily could have finished that song by himself. It would have been fine. Yeah, man, it just, uh, I was just, that was really the, the big blemish other than Make Her Come. But every other feature was great, man. Uh, Lil Wayne was... Lil Wayne sounded uh, pretty good, man. I was excited. To, he sounded uh, fresh, almost. Yeah. And yep. he he often sounds dated on some of the features. I uh, like hearing him and Tyga. But him and Tyga do have great chemistry. Always have. Um, Sway Lee sounds great. Yeah. Gunna, we talked about. I mean, Chris Brown. Uh, Hot was was cool. But February Love was probably my favorite track on here. February Love was great. Yeah. I mean, I just, have, have him and Chris ever made a bad song together? Ever? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's nothing else to expect there. Yeah. The A Boogie track was a lot of fun. I really liked the beat. I did too. Uh, and, and Taste, like, I'm happy that Taste was the single we got out of this project. Because taste really gave us a, a piece of what this whole thing was going to sound like. Yeah, it did. Uh, and the last track was really nice, too. It was. It was a good switch up. It was a good outro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was I guess that was the only um, single was uh, Taste. Taste, right? yeah. He had Swish, and he had Dip, and he had Swap Meat. They're not uh, here, yeah. And then, yeah, okay. I like that, Tiger. I, I also like the Shit I Like. That was oh, an, another one where he just... Too many and Shit I Like is like, dude, that's his pocket. For sure. The beat's like fast, up-tempo. He just gets to slide through that shit. And, and he's good at like... You know, he doesn't really... He's kind of like Wiz Khalifa. He's He doesn't kill... Like, he doesn't shock you with any of his lyrics. But he also doesn't fuck the song up. Right. You know what I mean? But And he'll say like one thing that will be nice and Yeah. You know, yeah. I like that. Shout out to Tyga, man. I'm glad this is the strip club Tyga that we remember from 
Rack City and yeah. you know way way back uh, I like it I'm, it was like the perfect amount of features too it was yeah uh, but he like and, and this is one thing I like about Tyga he, features never carry him yeah I was gonna say he made good choices with features other than Blueface the good choices that it didn't go too far out of his reach either yeah like it was all people who could make the same kind of songs as him yeah yeah some people like it's so contrasting of people on the same song it gets weird but Tyga doesn't do that at least he tries not to do it um dude did you hear the little sound bite at the end of legendary i don't want to repeat it because it was just so weird yeah <laughs> you know what i'm talking about <laughs> Yeah, dude, there's like a woman, woman's voice, and the thing, she, dude, I was fucking crying. I'm like, dude, I know I didn't just hear that. <laughs> <laughs> that shit yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, definitely go listen to go listen to it. Uh, so funny, and yeah. the cover is so perfect too. It is. It represents the album. Yeah, sure. that's the yeah. thing, man. Like, he's the key of making just fun music. Yeah, he is. He stopped for a while, but he he did. Back. Yeah, he's definitely back. I like all his covers of his albums. Honestly, Kyoto was a little bit weird, but I still liked it, low key. Uh, <laughs> what else do you have for music? Uh, I listened to, to uh, Avicii. Okay, hit us posthumous album. Tim. Uh, yep, called Tim. Um. One, my favorite part about this project is that it was really like it was really positive. Mm-hmm. Um, all the artists come on here and they they sound really clean, really uh, like they fit the the beat, they fit the track really well. Um, the only thing I'll say that I didn't like about this project is that uh, none of the features like stole the show. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. they didn't sound bad, but none of them really were like, "Wow, like this is it. Like this is exactly what I wanted to hear." They didn't make the song their own. It was more like a right on the beat. Right. And and in yeah. this project, like I think it's enjoyable to listen to a couple times, but there's really no like individual tracks that I could point out. Mhm. Um and you got to be kind of into like that mix of electronic music and kind of almost like rock music a little bit. Yeah. Uh, there's really no hip hop um, elements in anywhere here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I think it worked for this project. Who who had the best uh, vocals, in your opinion? Um, I liked. Oh, uh, what song was the best? Either one. I think "Ain't a Thing" with Bond was probably my favorite. Okay. Uh, the Aloe Black song was probably my least favorite. That's fair. Uh, he's not. Aloe. He's not the man. <laughs> <laughs> Aloe Black. I'm sick of Aloe Black. Yeah. Uh, I also didn't really like the Imagine Dragons song. Okay. Uh, Heart upon my sleeve, but, but yeah, man, it's real positive. I I enjoyed. It, it was nice to listen to. Uh, and yeah, man, it, it sucks that he passed because you can just feel that he's production is like he's good at that shit do you know if these vocals were perf- 
were um, recorded when he was alive? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I think, uh, but he's, you know, he's a DJ, so he had, you know, a ton of extra stuff in the, like, the folders and shit. Yeah, I'm, I was just curious if he chose these people or if they were, someone chose. Yeah, I don't know. Or... But but whoever, even if, whether it was him or somebody else, uh, they did a good job for the most part. Okay. That's cool. I thought he'd have bigger names, but yeah, you know, it might be his friends. So, yeah, which is cool too. So I'm not gonna judge that. All right, cool, Tim. Um, anything else? That was it for me. Okay, um, I listened to the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Happiness begins. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, do you remember when we talked about uh, Zane's album? Yes. <laughs> Very similar, man. Similar kind of feel to it. Uh, the problem with this album to me is that when the Jonas Brothers were younger, a lot of their stuff was like a punk, a punk rock kind of thing, more than it was pop. Um, and this is just completely pop. Like, the whole album, it, it's so it's so cookie-cutter in the songs. It was one of those where, like, I, if I put it on shuffle, I don't think I would have been able to, like, differentiate the songs. Like, if I looked at the track list afterwards, I wouldn't tell you what songs I heard and which ones I didn't hear. It was, like, one of those. Mm. Um, very one note. But the songs that were good were good. Don't get me wrong. Um probably a couple radio hits on here because that's who they are and that's how you know pop goes i'll probably hear it at like a department store or something but it wasn't wasn't memorable to me man no song on here made me made me like rewind and play it again or second listen like i i didn't notice any song on the second listen that was like you know wow this is a really good song this is the best Mm -hmm. song on the album just all very similar to me, honestly. Uh, and I and I wanted to like it. I've said on here a bunch of times I do like the Jonas Brothers, but I can't say I liked it, man. I didn't dislike it, but it was just very boring. I'll say that it was boring. I got you. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's all I got for them, man. That's tough, man. I was waiting to hear what you had to say about it to see if I was going to listen to it or not, but I mean, I'll come back to it at some point. Yeah, if you listen to it, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was enjoyable, but it wasn't, didn't blow my mind or anything. It wasn't anything important to say about it. It was just. When was their last album album before this one? Uh. 2010, they had a soundtrack. Um. 09, they had a soundtrack. And before that, it was 09, was their last album together. Yeah, you can't come back in 10 years and give me uh, a, just a good album. You got to blow me away. <laughs> yeah, That's the thing. If you're dropping a project every year or two years, I understand if one of them isn't very good. Okay. But yeah. you can't go disappear for a decade and then get a people hyped about the comeback. And they've been all over t- like the promo stuff. Yeah, they have. They've yeah. been promoting the shit out of this album. I've, I've seen them in like every morning show that has that doesn't have to do with sports right and the thing is 
I think because they're all into pop now, like, you know, Nick has had his own pop career. Yeah. And, um, Joe has that, that group, um, DNCE, I think. Uh, it's, there's not like a lot of variety in their voices either. It's a problem to me. Like I didn't, I didn't feel any individuality. It just sounded like, sometimes it sounded like the same guy. I knew it was both of them, but if I didn't know, like listen to them often, I would think it was just the same guy singing the whole song. Oh, okay. It was like one of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would recommend listening to it, but I, no promises that anyone will like really enjoy it or yeah. love it. But I could understand people liking it. But love mm, doesn't have enough for me. But I agree. They they needed to bring more with what they all the time they've spent. Um, but yeah, moving on. Uh, let's talk about the single man, Drake and Breezy and Drizzy. I mean. Would, no, uh, what is it? No guidance. Yeah, yeah. What'd you think, dude? Drake hasn't sounded this good, and dude, it, I don't know, man. He just sounded phenomenal to me. <laughs> this should be a Drake song featuring Chris. A hundred percent. Tiny verse. To me, like Chris Brown was okay. He didn't really capture my attention much. Right. But dude, Drake is like. He sounds so vintage, almost. He does, yeah. I was just like, damn, like, this is what I used to remember hearing from him in, like, like in between uh, the first one, or, well, I'm tripping on it. Right before Take Care, he was dropping all those, like, random singles and shit where he was kind of singing with, like, a verse or two. Yeah. And I was, that took me back to that. <laughs> When he made, like, the two-on remix and stuff and all that? Dude, yeah, when he used to just, like, sing and rap just flawlessly together. Yeah. And that's what... When he came on here, I was like... I, I already know it's gonna be a hit. Oh, for just sure. Just the way he came in, I'm like, dude, he's already got a fire verse here. He sounds so good. And then he comes in at the end, and that, like, slow shit that he, he's good at... Yeah, where he's still rapping, but it's almost like an R&B rapping kind of thing. Yeah. I was just like, man, this is exactly what I wanted to hear. But he's also, like, talking. Yeah. He's talking to you. Like, yeah. yeah. That's great, yeah. It was great. I mean, Peak definitely Drake. instant hit. Instant hit. Uh, finally, the collab we've been asking for for how long? I'm surprised they they released it before the album. I, it's, I mean, it's single. They knew it would pop. I mean, it, it's definitely going to pop, but I feel like this album would have gotten more attention if they released it with the album. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the song might have overshadowed the album in that at that point. Like, right now, if... If everyone who knows No Guidance gets it out of their system, when the album comes, we'll still listen to it. Yeah, I got you. That's fair. A lot of people, if this was just on the album, this would be the first song I would listen to. I don't care what the order was. I'd go straight to this. Like, I got to hear the Drake and Chris, finally. Yeah. You know? So, I, I think that might be the strategy. But um, I, can see, I can see what you're saying. That If it did come out on the album as, like, a surprise, it would be, you know, it would hit. Um, I'm 
I'm ready for his album though. The features look great. We talked about that though. I think right. Yeah. Yeah, the features look great. Thirty-two. Tr- Chris, I might the the weekend it drops. I might not listen to anything else. I'm down. Because I want to listen to it multiple times. Yeah. And, I mean, with with heartbreak on a full moon, it was like borderline impossible. Yeah. It, it took me like two months to get through it a second time. I felt like I was gonna gonna go into a coma listening <laughs> to it. Yeah, yeah, this one. I mean, it's not as bad, but it is long. And it's not like, you know, one minute, two minute tracks. Right. Yeah. At least there's features, which helps. Because on um, Heartbreak, it wasn't a lot of features either. That kind of made it hard to Yeah, it was like to. far and few between. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. And Chris has to be on a Drake song. There's no way Chris lets Drake just dominate his song. And there's not a song on Drake's album that Chris doesn't. Yeah. get off for sure he has to just see they were saying uh drake was gonna drop something uh yesterday if the raptors had won i believe it complex Don't like you? posted like drake's a drop and he was like like say less with like a wink emoji or something uh wait no i don't believe it anymore <laughs> if drake if drake uh egged it on i don't believe it yeah, i feel fair. like i feel like drake would have just did it uh, you know, he would have kept it under wraps, I think. But maybe, maybe, maybe he has something in the tuck. I was on Instagram and I saw um, some model came up on my Explorer page. So I went to the picture. Uh, beautiful girl. But it was from like May, like, uh, like May 6th or something. And the caption said, you got it, girl, you got it. So I was like, huh. Um... Drake and Chris definitely were letting people hear this a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and Drake, uh, knowing Drake, uh, people have heard the Drake featuring Chris Brown album already. I mean, song already. Yeah. For sure. It's out there. And there has to be a Drake and Tory song coming. Has to. The tour? There's no way they went on tour for a year and not come out with a track. Dude, knowing how much work Tori puts in, they might have a little like they might have like three, four, five, six tracks. Right? They might have a Toronto EP. For real though. Yeah. I'm Rick has something coming for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely ready for any of that. You think uh Rihanna said Drake's not on her album, do you believe her? I mean, yes. <laughs> I believe it. Why you say it like that? I mean, I don't know why she would lie. Uh, I don't know. It is crazy, though, because they just, they just, there's just some duos that when they work together, it's like a guaranteed hit. Yeah, and Rihanna chemistry. and Drake are most definitely that. If if he's on there, it would almost have to be a single. Yeah. That's when they really make probably it. Probably going to be the number one song. It'll probably finally top. Old Town Road. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm just waiting for that one track to finally knock it off. You think No Guidance is going to do it? I don't know. I don't think so. No? I just, I don't think, like, Drake is phenomenal, but I don't think Chris Brown is that great on it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I haven't heard that much buzz about it. I haven't either. I... Which is crazy, but. 
it, it surprised it was a surprise drop too because I don't I don't think they said that it was coming that day yeah I didn't know about it until it came out um so that might be part of it the surprise might have taken you know it might have taken people by surprise I don't know though um I look at the plays and there's not a lot of plays on it either on the streaming um, platforms so I don't know yeah. maybe it's not maybe it's not um, upbeat enough because it's not really a radio song either that's the thing like it's a really good song for people who like them but it's not a radio song yeah I don't and I expect think, to ever hear this on I the think radio. once if anything the album might push this song's popularity a little bit more yeah that's true because you know yeah. it's I mean, you know, I don't know if this this is the case, but it'll probably be the best track on the album. Yeah, you know, you never know with Chris, man. That's true. So I'm I wouldn't be surprised if it's not, but it it'll definitely be like a top five track. Yeah. And with Drake on there, just more people are gonna hear it, and and I'm sure it'll be a, li- a little more popular. Yeah, that's fair to say. Um, you have any more music? Uh, no, that's it for me. Alright, I'm, I'm gonna play your gym and then, uh, we can, uh, leave some time for Dark Phoenix. Yeah, a lot to get into with, with, with that. Yeah, it is. Alright, uh, you wanna introduce it now? You said it best. Have, have, has Tyga and Chris Brown ever made a bad song together? The answer is no. <laughs> One more time 
Such an underrated, slept-on album. That album is flawless. Super flawless, and no one ever—I've never heard anyone talk about it that I didn't already, that I didn't tell about it. Yeah, which is wild. Hey, you put me on it too, to be honest. Yeah, that's the fan of the fan album for people who don't know. I'm sure a lot of people don't know where that song came from. So, um, all right, man, we both saw Dark Phoenix. Let's. 22% 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. Dude, I'm just... I, I was going to come on here and just talk about the movie, like, you know, because we, we agreed on how we felt about it. Yeah. But, man, I am just shocked at how negative their response to it has been. Right. It flopped opening weekend. which Set to lose over $100 million. Which doesn't surprise me because there's a lot of movies out. There's a lot of people who don't care about X-Men anymore. Uh, and this movie just kind of... I don't think it was marketed that well. Mm-hmm. I thought the trailers didn't really get people that excited. Uh, and if you really keep an eye on the one of the first trailers, it spoils a very major thing in this movie. Dude, I'm telling you, if you go back in this podcast, I don't remember, it probably was like maybe 10 episodes ago, but I mentioned that they showed somebody dying in the trailer, kind of. Yeah. And I could not have been more more correct. Yeah. Literally, that exact scene, a character dies. Right. Um, but yeah, let's talk about it, man. What, what did you think? What, what, did, what was your favorite, what was some of your favorite parts? Man, the fight scenes were really good in this, in my opinion. Um, I loved, I loved the fight scenes. I loved the one um, when they were all trying to get to the hotel, wherever wherever she was. Yeah. When they were all trying to get there, and spoiler uh, alert, little, by the way. Yeah, this is all a spoiler alert because you know we saw it. If you didn't see it, you know, stop it now. Yeah. We're not talking about anything else after this. Um, 
But yeah, when they were trying to get to Phoenix and Magneto and his little crew was trying to stop X and his crew, that was, I think that was my favorite part probably. And then the the um, train scene. This, this is one thing X-Men did well this time to me. They really show, like made a showcase for everyone. And that's one thing that Avengers didn't always do well in my opinion. And even some of the other X-Men, but... It would be like everyone is in the movie, but like there's two or three stars that where you really see them actually use their powers. But like this X Men, I really got a chance to see everyone's powers, and everyone really got their own fight scene. Even if it was small, they all got their own fight scene, which I thought was uh, I, I won't say brilliant, but it was it was it was very good. It, that was my favorite part of the movie, like the favorite aspect. Yeah, man, I I actually, so FX has been kind of playing all the X-Men stuff, Wolverine yeah. and all that, yep, and I caught, that, yeah. uh, on Friday, I caught Days of Future Past, and yeah. on Saturday, I caught uh, Apocalypse, mm-hmm. and it was perfect, because I was going to go see Dark Phoenix, Yeah. and yeah, man, that train fight, like that whole scene was better than anything uh, Apocalypse had. I agree. Like, so much better. You're so much more invested in what's going on. It just looks so much cleaner. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like you said, all these characters are getting to show off their powers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, man, just... that The the train battle was just incredible to me. Yeah. I was really sitting there like... You know, I still I still enjoy Days of Future Past more than this movie. Mm-hmm. But Days Days of Future Past didn't really have an individual scene that was as lit as that train scene was. Oh, I I totally agree, yeah. You're right. Um But my my favorite thing about the movie was and and this really shocked me cuz I was sure I was going to have one issue, but the acting Okay. Dude, I thought, and this is what's crazy to me, because a lot of people have been criticizing, like, how bland a lot of the characters are. What? And that's, right, that's what's crazy to me. I don't know if it's just because I watched the, the movies leading up to this one, but I felt every character was phenomenal. Like, so if Sophie Turner doesn't sell the struggle that she's going through, the movie is garbage. If Magneto right. doesn't do as good of a job as he does, which he always does, movie's not as good. I thought Charles was incredible, and I loved I loved how they kind of twisted uh, the narrative with his character, where he's always been kind of the, the like the just the the good guy every single time. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, they they approach his like certain things that he does in a different light. And I thought that made it so much more effective. And you actually bought why Jean was was so mad and why she was like losing her mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I thought this. The I thought Cyclops did a good job. They didn't give him a lot to work with, but he did a good job in what he had. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he did yeah. about as well as he could, like making you believe their their romance. Yeah, you're right about uh, that. I loved, uh, I loved, uh, Jennifer Lawrence was great. I loved the little joke she made, uh, the, how the women take care of, save the men. 
you should call it X Women. I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was good too. Uh, and I loved how they right off the bat they made her and Charles are like like opposite viewpoints, mm-hmm. and that kind of set up the 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 main conflict of the movie to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, man, I just thought there were so many great character moments, man. I thought uh, Beast was great. He was really good. I thought that scene with him sitting there and blaming Charles for what happened, I thought that was so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I like dude, this is one too. of the more emotional moments this franchise has ever had. I, I think overall, and this is a super hot take, but as far as acting and emotions... I prefer the X-Men as far as the emotions go to the the other Marvel series. I agree with that. Because, I mean, Fassbender is just flawless as Magneto. Dude. Just all the time. And, and he, <laughs> this is a hot take too, but I think his these are his best acting jobs as Magneto. He's amazing. Dude, and the Days of Future Past was, I mean. Him and McAvoy are just so good. They're so good. Like, dude, I, I thought Ian McKellen and uh, fucking uh, the Star Trek guy, yeah, Patch- Patrick um, Stewart. Stewart, yes. Yeah. Like, I thought they were incredible choices. And yeah. I remember when First Class was coming out, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. But, dude, I was wrong. They are. They are they incredible. Are they might be the. And they're up there to me is in um, Marvel's best castings. Oh yeah, in my opinion. And that's yeah. what that's what in this movie, like there wasn't a bad casting choice. I agree. Like even Storm, I thought did a good job as a side character in this one. She did, and and you know she did a good job being young, but yet still being fierce. Yeah, like you could you could tell she was Storm. Yeah, like, yeah. They, I thought Nightcrawler was was awesome. Yeah. I thought they really like utilized his power a lot. Yeah, and his in that tantrum. Yeah. Was great. And yeah. they gave the Quicksilver a couple funny jokes in the beginning. Uh, yeah, I, I could have had more. Quicksilver, I wanted him in there more. It. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It, it didn't. At the end, <laughs> I kept thinking he was gonna come back, but when he didn't come back, I was cool with it. Yeah. I didn't miss him, but I did want him in there more. Yeah. Um. What else? What else about him? I will say you have to you have to be invested in the X Men characters, and and mm-hmm. I think me and you both feel like we've talked about X Men a couple of times, and you know there's some of the movies I've loved, and I've followed this franchise through the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. And like this, it's not real. This movie has good action, but it is a slow burn. And I understand as a casual fan, you're walking in thinking like, "Oh, like Dark Phoenix must be an action movie," and and you don't get as much action as you would want. Mm-hmm. But to me, the slow pace worked because the care, just every character moment was so good. It was just it was. Jean, everything with Jean Grey, it it worked except for you know the the real villain which we'll get into. Uh, yeah. But everything like surrounding just X the X Men, 
Like, it was just handled so well. They didn't rush anything, but they also didn't over-focus on any, like, side plot that was just kind of stupid. And they stayed focused to the overall story, whereas, like, Apocalypse, uh, re-watching it on Saturday, Apocalypse has this stretch where it's just jumping around from scene to scene, and then eventually they connect it. Yeah. But this movie is it's it's one connective tissue. Like it just works. It progresses well. Uh and I just yeah, man, I it was the acting was some of the best I've seen from all of these guys, honestly. Yeah, and the clear the clear reason, the clear motive for why they were coming after Phoenix was good. Yeah. Like the Raven thing. Right. When you know, everyone had a crush on her, you know, whatever, but Everyone loved her, and um, that made everyone have a similar emotion, which I liked. I liked, and it, but for different reasons altogether, but the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The same action created different emotions, which was good. And and yeah. we've talked about like I've I've mentioned it with Thanos. Like you don't. It's not that you have to agree with the villain, but you have to buy into what they're doing to really like feel the impact of the movie. And I thought with the stuff with Charles hiding her past, yeah. like you could understand why she hated him for that, but uh-huh. also why he chose to do that. Yeah, it made you kind of think about picking a side. Right. Made picking a side hard. Yeah, it's similar to Civil War, uh, Captain America. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like and- you understand why Iron Man hates him, but you also understand what Captain America is doing. Yeah. So I just yeah man I'm really shocked at how negative the reviews are. Uh Yeah man I mean we got to talk about it but there is a a main antagonist in this movie. Uh I don't know why they casted Jessica Chastain. I feel like anybody could have done that role. <laughs> I agree. Uh yeah, man, and it was so tacked. It felt so tacked on. Like it was such an afterthought for the mo- the majority of the movie, and and you just never really like they never develop, uh, like their motive. It's where it's like they kind of explain in a quick little like PowerPoint almost, uh, or like a little graphic presentation, <laughs> where it's like they this this energy destroyed our our planet. But it's like it's like why are you trying to gain the power all of a sudden if it destroyed everything? And like they never really get into how it can help them recreate their race. Yeah, I I needed that too. Well, I wanted it. Uh yeah, and I just it was so underdeveloped. It was honestly unnecessary to me. Uh yeah. they they could have made this movie work without uh, they could have just had the human conflict of what they were kind of building up to. Yeah. Where I love, and they've always done a pretty good job with kind of the political aspect of it. Yeah. And when they all got taken into the train, like, yeah. I was just like, yeah, like, you can make this a human issue, right? Like, you could get, now you could come back to, you know, uh, how it always is, where it's humans versus mutants. Yeah. And they kind of went in the direction of the aliens. And while the train scene was super lit, 
and I loved the fighting, and it looked so crazy. Yeah. But I was just like, I don't give a shit about these aliens. Like they're literally like the like the random like any other typical like evil creatures for the good guys to whip on. Yeah, I I would have liked to know what the aliens' actual powers were. Um, I would have liked to know what exactly that that force did to Jean's powers, because like. Although she, you know, whatever it was doing, Jean could do all that stuff already anyway. Yeah. Like, so I didn't really know what exactly it was doing by enhancing her powers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know it it enhanced them and made her, whatever, like opened up the blockages of her memory. But, you know, what I don't know what it was doing exactly. So I kind of wanted to know that. But even with these criticisms... It didn't change. I still thought the movie was great. <laughs> yeah, man. I feel it wasn't perfect. I feel so great. bad that it's losing so much money and it's kind of going to be remembered in this negative way. Yeah, which is crazy. Like, none of my friends want to go see it now. That's sad. Like, I, I was telling people after I saw it, I'm just like, dude, like, if, if you're an X-Men fan, you have to see this. Yeah. Like, this is one of the better movies they've had. Yeah. And I just, it sucks that it's getting such negative, you know, reviews and just such a bad, like, word of mouth. Honestly, Wolverine being in um, Days of Future Past is the only thing that makes me like it slightly more than this one. Yeah. But overall, I like the stories pretty much evenly. I like the action pretty much evenly. Um, I, I can't say I like it any less though than days of future past they're yeah. pretty they're really close yeah i loved uh another like one of the other scenes i love when when she first comes to magneto for help yeah. and they end up having to like wrestle the helicopter that was great. i was like yes like dude this is exact and, and he it took a while for magneto to get into the movie mm-hmm. uh but it worked man like you bought why he's not involved uh, with the whole, you know, school situation, but he's kind of doing his own, like the same thing in a different way. And the blood on his blood on your shirt thing was brilliant. Yeah. That yeah, it was it was a good ease. It was a good ease because it definitely made you anticipate. Well, where is Magneto? Right. Like I felt like that in most of the beginning, and then you know, it, it was smooth. It was smooth because when she first got there, I had I'm like, why is she there? Yeah. And then, you know, I like that. I just, uh, um, I'm trying to think. I, I was a little, like, it was a cool moment when Charles gets in there and he's, and he finally sees Jessica Chastain's character. Yeah. And he's like, what are you? But, like, he just kind of, he, he's, he asks that, and then he, <laughs> he just comes back to Jean Grey like whatever huh? yeah i'm like dude you just fucking like you couldn't even get into this person's head like that doesn't scare you right yeah i'm with you on that and yeah, i thought the same thing and that was kind of cool and they made it was kind of weird because some of the aliens had were like really powerful while the others just got killed like super quick yeah uh but it was it was like cool how they ran yeah they ran in such a weird way it was like the um uh What's that? What's the zombie movie Brad Pitt was in? Oh, World War Z. 
<laughs> they ran like those. Yeah. Like those zombies. They were just yeah. like galloping these wide ass steps. I'm like, yo, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler's kills were probably my favorite kills. It was a little corny how they made him have like a rage. <laughs> like they, I was like, he, 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 they could like just. That, it was, it was okay. Nerd. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you know. That's what the nerdy like. Kids that's do. that's what I'm saying, man. All the character moments were so good. Yeah, they just and the characters had very different personalities. Yes, which is another thing I think even the Avengers fails on sometimes. Yeah, like sometimes the character traits can overlap, but these character traits were completely different. Everyone had different yeah. character traits, and they're the same characters from you know and, most of the movies. And they found a way to like. None of the characters felt underutilized. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, Quicksilver could have been in it more, but it wasn't to the point where it kind of messes with the movie. Right. Uh, so, And it was a clear reason why he wasn't. He yeah. got jacked up. So, But Sophie Turner really impressed me, man. Because, you know, she was okay in Game of Thrones. She wasn't anything crazy. Yeah. Uh, but here, I was like, wow. And, you know, I didn't like her in Apocalypse, but I don't think that's her fault. Yeah, uh, but, but she's great in this. That the ending of Apocalypse did kind of set this up in a way. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, I, I didn't like her that much in Apocalypse as much as I did in this. They definitely changed some things. Yeah, um, made her a lot more powerful seeming. Yeah, which, was, which obviously was the point of the movie, but it was good. I hate that this is the last one. Yeah, we're not gonna see them for a while now. I hate. I just hate the idea that McAvoy and Fassbender aren't going to be Magneto and Professor X anymore. That's just weird. Yeah, man, that, that hurts. Because they owned it so well. So well. Um, and then Wolverine, I mean, this was a great era of X-Men movies. I don't care what anyone says. I These four movies, although Apocalypse wasn't great, the four all together was, was yeah. a great four of movies. Yeah, because I loved First Class. I just love Days of Future Past. Yeah, and I don't hate Apocalypse. I just there's a number of things wrong with it, mm-hmm. and it's a little, it's messy, but it like it's still a like an entertaining movie. Yeah, I the mystique behind Apocalypse. I really liked how they set that up. Yeah, you know, like making him seem as if he's like god yeah which was really cool but again you know i've said it on here before i don't like when villains like are hard to take down for a little bit and then oh like at the end that was easy like yeah. we should have did that to start with that was one of those kind of things you know like they should have led with phoenix you, you know yeah um but yeah man so shout out to dark phoenix if you haven't seen it and you just listen to all these spoilers, go see it, man. It was it was good. If you really like X-Men, definitely go see it. Yeah, man, please um, don't read into all this negative shit that they're saying about it. Yeah, I think people are just bitter that it's over. Because some, some of the stuff I've seen is just straight nitpicking. It is. Like, bro, like, come on. But it's just, I love everything about it. I love how it's pro- it progresses so well. It does. Um... It really feels like you're a part of the story too. Yeah, and man. As a watcher, yeah. But I, the aliens definitely were the 
I won't say low light. They were just underdeveloped. Like yeah. yeah. Like, honestly, I wouldn't mind if this movie was an extra 15 minutes and you kind of see more of their origin or more of their motivation. I agree. You know, maybe if they, we saw a little bit more of, like, what their plan was, like, for the energy source. Yeah, if she showed her in, like, her... Uh... When they went into the room and yeah. it was like the galaxy thing, yeah. like I would have liked to see a vision of the plan or exactly what the what that thing did or where it came from or you know something, yeah, something else and exactly what it does to her powers again. Like I said, but yeah, man, overall, good movie. I enjoyed it. Definitely go check it out if you listen to the spoilers. Like I said. um... I don't have anything else. Uh, yeah, I'm planning on seeing Godzilla hopefully later this week. Alright, let us know. Uh, I'm gonna try. Dude, I watched uh, Black Mirror. New season came out. Have you... Did you watch it all along? Yeah. Okay. Well, I caught up like maybe a year ago. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've seen all of the episodes. I watched the movie. I haven't. Fi- I'm only. I only watched the first episode of uh, this new season mm-hmm. uh, with Anthony Mackie. Yeah. And the guy who played a villain in Aquaman, the black dude. Uh-huh, what was it? Yeah. What was his name? He had like the suit. They gave him like a suit midway through the movie. Yeah, he's um black man. Yes. Yeah, yeah, black man. Uh, and. And I'll just, I'll just say I recommend watching that first episode. Okay. It's very interesting. It makes you think. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not going to say anything else besides that, but it, it's it's very unique. Those um those Black Mirrors, a lot of them make you think. Yeah. I, mean, I, I assume that's the point, yeah. but they are pretty good. I, I've never watched them in order or anything. I've seen them sparingly. They're, yeah, that's but, the uh, good thing about them is they're individual. They're all like individual stories. Yeah. Uh but I I will say dude for the people that tell you like it's all great, it's not. Some of the some of those episodes are frankly they fucking suck. Okay. Some of the more like <laughs> romance oriented uh episodes. Yeah. Uh they're pretty bad. Okay. All right, cool. Um so we're finishing episode 60. We'll be back after uh the next Next game is Thursday. Yeah. So. Uh, not next episode, but the episode after that will be our uh, our year year anniversary. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll get into uh, some of this a little more of the music from this year. Yeah. Uh, look back sure. at some of the highs and lows. For sure. For sure. All right. Uh, I'll take us back on a throwback. This is. Not too far back. Tyga from 2013 off his Hotel California album, which to me is a underrated album. Um, but, you know, I haven't really heard anyone else with a similar opinion. That's cool. Uh, this is Show You featuring Future. Yeah. Show you, show you off, show you. So that I wanna tell you, no doubt, no doubt. 
so scared of failure Don't wanna let it die Some things I wanna show you Show you off, show you off Some things I wanna show you Show you off, show you off And I don't wanna tell you No doubt so scared of failure Don't wanna let it all out, uh, That pussy mine, that's anytime And I get it when I call She said couldn't pick a better time I know it's early, just got back in town I'ma be there in a minute Drop that towel and it's going down Pull up on your block All the neighbors watch Little things tell you you pretty Know you get that a lot Eyes from a distance His and hers Go watch Everybody seen you with them Now them heels sold out I invest that time I respect your grind, don't keep each other in the dark Cause the sun won't shine, don't wanna rush it right But that ass fine, but for now let's just vibe Cause it's just now getting to know you Yeah, yeah. some things I wanna show you Show you off, show you off Cause I wanna tell you No doubt, no doubt Your soul's gonna oh, fail you Don't wanna let it go some things I wanna show you Show you off, show you off some things I wanna show you Show you off, show you off And I wanna tell you I see you working on your body, getting ready for summer I just got a new phone and I lost your number But I'ma get it cause it's that important Had to hit up your so-called friends, man, them bitches annoying I'm on the road, tell me what you doing I got that old love for you, don't let it ruin How about you come see LA like a brewing Focus on what we got going, out with everybody else doing Friday, Friday, party like it's your birthday They on the same thing and we changed up, they thirsty Drop the top, California never rains I feel your love and pain is crazy, babe, cause Just now getting to know you Yeah yeah. It's some things I wanna show you. Show you off, show it's you off. It's a lot I wanna tell you. No doubt, no doubt. Your soul's gonna fail you. Don't wanna let it die. It's some things I wanna show you. Show you off, show it's you off. It's some things I wanna show you. Show you off, show you off. It's a lot I wanna tell you. No doubt, no doubt. Your soul's gonna fail you. Don't wanna let it die. Out there. It's like you up then walked in my life. I don't know where, where you come from. And if I lie to you today, girl, that won't be fair. I wanna take you around the globe and show you off everywhere. And eventually, I want us to take you there. Yeah, just now getting to know you. Yeah, yeah. Some things I wanna show you. Show you off, show you off. Some I wanna tell you. No doubt, no doubt. Your soul's gonna fail you. Don't wanna let it die. Some things I wanna show. It's a lot I wanna tell you. Me so scared of failure. Got some things I wanna show you. It's some things I wanna show you. Got a lot I wanna tell you. Me so scared of failure.